Welcome aboard Dice Wars, a Udini role-playing production. The Patreon show that dives into the wide world of published Star Wars RPG systems. Grab your favorite dice, photocopy that character sheet, and open up the theater of your mind for the journey ahead. And now, welcome your Game Master, Caleb Laminac. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dice Wars, a Utini role-playing production. My name is Caleb, uh, and this is the show where I and several members of the Utini team will be playing through the various published RPG systems created for the Star Wars universe. Currently, we are starting the story arc, The War of Ideals, playing the Wizards of the Coast D20 system. I'm joined by my players, who will go ahead and introduce themselves. I'm JG Kars. I'm a content manager here at Utini. I am playing Drelly Locke. She goes by D around the galaxy. She is a Rodian, and on paper, she's a soldier, but in the universe, uh, she is a bounty hunter, uh, just making those daily wages, doing tasks here and there. And my name is Emmy. I'm a writer for Utini, and I'm playing a character called Myth Monadon. Um, he's a Syrian ex-soldier ex who is now uh, hoping to travel the galaxy to fight for peace. Hi, I'm Gia Half, and I'm an author and a writer for Utini. I'm playing Domina Darkstar, a female blue Pantoran who is a scholar of the arcane and esoteric. Though not a Jedi, she is a Force Adept and has developed Force abilities from her secret esoteric studies. Excellent, excellent. Uh, if you're joining us from last season, you'll notice that we might be down down a man here. Just uh, nothing too major, just one of our players had to step away due to personal reasons and just had a lot going on in their life. So we'll be uh, rolling through with this season with the three players, but I think we're going to have an exciting time ahead of us. So again, this is going to be episode one of the season two, The War of Ideals. Um, if you're keeping track, we're going to be starting in the Clone Wars era. So uh, with that, without too much further ado, I will go ahead and introduce the system and the setting. So, opening crawl time. The Clone Wars rages across the galaxy, and the Republic's defenses crumble against the rising popularity of the Separatist Alliance. Despite the efforts of the Je Jedi generals and their loyal clone troopers, countless border systems are swayed to the freedom and riches granted by the Confederacy that the Republic could never deliver. Now, one of the newest Republic members, the Cassio system, finds itself with a droid battle fleet above its orbit, and with no help on the way, but a single freighter entering the system carrying three individuals that might yet change the fate of the war. So the screen pulls down as we see a uh, ship uh, exit out of hyperdrive uh, space. You know, it's a large kind of rusty looking freighter. Uh, it looks like it's been kind of, um, it's a kind of a large bulk freighter that's been uh, converted uh, so it can hold various uh, supplies and inter it might actually have some, uh, you know, human cargo, some actual like, you know, passengers could s survive fairly uncomfortably in there but unfortunately the moment it comes out of hyperdrive there's a um you hear the klaxons wailing up from the inside as several uh vulture droids appear from around the dark side of the moon uh that orbits the the uh system uh these viper these vulture droids come in quickly and make short work of the uh, outer defenses you know the shields quickly fail the whole 
past several breaches as the uh, ship begins to burst into flames and drop out of the uh, space as it starts hurtling towards the planet. But, uh, you know, as the uh, as it starts to disintegrate away, a single lone escape pod shoots out from the uh, ship and rockets towards uh, empty space. Unfortunately, it's pulled to the nearby uh, moon. The um, um, it's called uh, Sheerdar, uh, the which is the main moon of the planet. It has a thin, reedy atmosphere, and as the escape pod hurtles towards the uh, planet, uh, it crashes into there uh, as a as it uh, digs up a kind of large furrow through the uh, slightly uh, silty and slightly um, sandy waves. Uh, there's a brief pause as the uh, hatch pops open. And then I need all three of you to go ahead and roll a uh, dice for me. Um, we're going to be rolling a fortitude uh, saving throw. That's the under saving throws. That'll be the top one there, which is based on constitution. So um, for those of you joining us, whenever I ask them to make a roll, you just they will just uh, roll a d20, a 20-sided dice, the kind of traditional role-playing dice now, and add their various stats to that. So um, all three of you could go ahead and do that. You said fortitude? Fortitude, please, yes. I got a 21, Caleb. Wow, okay. I got a 21 with a natural 20. Nice, nice. My 21 was not a natural 20. It was a natural 18. <laughs> uh, whoops, sorry, Gia. I think you're muted. <laughs> so I, or I rolled a 14, and then my fortitude is 5, so that's a 19. Oh, wow, you guys are wow. all, uh, pretty. Uh, you are uh, fortitude. Uh, yeah, I know. let's I go. So you. You're all pretty tough bunch here. So, uh, the, the first one out, we'll just go ahead. Since it was tied, we'll just go ahead and to the person with the highest normal roll. Uh, uh, D Lock is a Rodarian. Uh, pops her head out of the uh, the hatch first. Um, you know, this might not have been might have been the first time you escaped by escape uh, pod, but it's definitely you don't. You're not rattled by it. You seem to come out, you know, absolutely no problem. Go ahead and describe, like, physically your character, if you could. Yeah, so D is pink in appearance, like, like neon pink. Like, you cannot miss her at all, pretty much from top to bottom. Uh, she is pretty tall, uh, running about two meters, which is about six feet, six inches in, in human terms. Um, she also has a very short mohawk that's that fiery red and orange yellow mixture um, that you also can't miss. And uh, yeah, and just uh, just some normal garbs, nothing too nothing too crazy going on. Um, just your standard day to day wear. Mm -hmm. You um, before all of you abandoned ship, you all managed to grab your own personal effects. So you've been traveling, uh, you know, to and from, so you have your like your own duffel bag. So any starting equipment you bought or purchased, you have with you, no problem. Uh, you know, so D kind of like truck, you know, steps out of the um, the escape pod and is quickly followed by someone uh, kind of a lot different. Where D is young and scrappy looking, uh, Myth is an old, wise looking Syrian. So go ahead and give yourself well mater wise looking give us a rundown if you could <laughs> yeah um myth is uh in his mid-60s he's a syrian so um he looks like a mid-60s human but with a cone head um he does have an eye patch that covers his uh left eye and just in general he looks kind of scraggly and like he's he's got a lot going on in his life that makes it maybe a little bit difficult to take care of himself physically. Um, so he he is pretty uh, aware and 
ready to take on whatever's happening and very much like this is an emergency situation i know what to do here i'm ready for this but he's also uh you can tell that the years have worn him down a bit all right excellent and then finally the last one of the uh the 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 party here uh gia go ahead and describe your uh your pantoran as they uh, step out again you roll really well too so you can she probably vaults out pretty quickly there so domina is tall for a pantoran female she's about five foot eight and she's thin she has blue skin and long black hair with strands of deep violet in it her eyes are a deep purple with flecks of gold. And some say that the eyes of her ancestors have changed from blue to purple due to their studies of the dark side. Um, she has golden facial tattoos, which mark her, her lineage from scholars. And her family totem is the midnight blue winged fox. And these symbols are subtly um, woven into her facial tattoos. And she is wearing a long cloak also, just all in black with a cloak. Perfect. Scary. So, um, <laughs> again, you guys were all on the same freighter to Gold Dreams. Um, you were, might not have been had much chance to interact with each other. You were probably on the, the freighter for just a single hyperspace jump from the last port of call. You were, for various reasons, you're all going to the Casio system, to Casio City. Uh, but that those plans have been pretty badly way late now. Again, as you look up into the, um, you know, the, the the moon is a pretty has a pretty close orbit to the main city or to the main planet. So you can look up and see uh, just flecks of where the uh, there's a, a small like battle fleet uh, arranged up between the uh, moon and the uh, planet. As you see the last embers of the uh, ship that was carrying you start of, you know, peter out. Um, the land around you is fairly nondescript. Again, it's kind of like uh, there is an atmosphere here, but it is very, very thin. It's kind of like being at you know twenty thousand feet here in the uh, in, in the planet on Earth. It's you know you can breathe, but it, you can definitely tell that you're not getting like the full amount of oxygen with every single breath. There's a the the ground around you, as far as you can tell, is just like a sandy like loam. There's kind of uh, some rough like you know, struggling grass that seems to be growing here and there across in the crevices there. And as far as the eye can see, it's just kind of dark, um, almost like sand dunes, like hills of this territory. So it's hard to really uh, see, make out anything with much detail past what this little uh, divot you find yourself in. What moon are we on again? Uh, the moon is called uh, um, Sheldar, S-C-H-E-D-A-R. It's the main like central moon around the planet Cassiopeia. And there's nothing like in the foreseeable uh, distance, any city or anything? Not really. I said if you want to make a, uh, I won't say perception, but that's a fifth edition one. I think <laughs> there's a spot there. Is it called? Yeah, spot. Spot or survival? Uh, both are ugly, so I'll do spot. Let me see. Yeah, I'll do spot. Uh, 13. 13. Um, 
No, I said it like this. This moon seems completely and totally desolate. Like if there is any uh, people here, they might be on the far side or you know buried underground. But you do not see anything much around here. Hmm. Um, I think Myth is gonna go in back into the escape pod and check to see if there's like any technology that can be like forged and used to um you know hmm. try to make this thing flyable again mm, i will say that flyable is probably going to be like a pretty uh, uh radical yeah pretty radical yeah. almost impossible there is like a survival kit in the like underneath your seats there it has like three days worth of rations and water like there's a um there's a couple of uh like you know communicators there uh but and there's an emergency homing be beacon but it looks like the beacon itself was uh damaged in the it was either damaged in the uh, fall but the more you look at it, it looks like someone like you know maybe years ago like just salvaged it for parts to use in something else mm. okay so domina does have <clears throat> force abilities to sense but she'd rather not use them um she does, she'll use them when she needs to, but um, especially being so close to these two strangers, she's well pretty like, private about it. But she does have a data pad with information about different systems and planets. Oh, you probably would have had loaded up a lot of information here beforehand. And if you wanted to make like a... Um like a, a force ability check, you could probably do that without the other two noticing. Like, it's not like you're like casting up a, a magic spells. So there's like, there's not like a glowing aura around you when you use it. But if you want to use like a, um, like, do you have like a relevant like knowledge skill, like knowledge like planetoids or knowledge archaeology? Maybe. Um, I have, I have six points for knowledge, but I never picked a specific skill <laughs> like if you put it in knowledge archaeology which is kind of what your mm -hmm. character was bid so if you just type in right in archaeology i'll okay. make you make a roll with that one there this might not be the most relevant but it might get you but it's the, probably the closest thing that you would be able to use she definitely would be aware of the systems around wherever she was planning on going and, and mm -hmm. so just do the do a roll then? With yeah, the... do a roll and add the uh, not your knowledge skill there to plus six to that. Okay. Damn, I got a three. So my knowledge is six, so that's a nine. Yeah, that's um, like you definitely like you you did some research here and apparently there's like a ruin a dark side there's rumors of a dark side ruin here on this temple a dark side ruin or temple here on the moon itself but um you didn't act there's not enough like um topological information to really narrow it down you figured you would go to the city first and then explore out from there you didn't realize you just jumped straight here is this where I was intending to go, though? You were. You did know that there's something here on the on this moon here. So maybe if you wrote, reached out with the force, you might be able to get like a slightly better idea. But that's mm -hmm. um. Uh, but other than that, there's not much else you know. Okay. But was this where Domino was intending to go to this oh, so, moon? Yes, this was your uh, total destination. The moon. Oh, okay. Well, I'll reach out with the force unless I have to wait for another turn. For no, no, no. I said if you can go ahead. Uh, well, I said, okay. is, is there anything else the other two of you are doing here? I think once Myth realizes that he can't, uh, like, 
mech his way out of this, he's going to like give in and introduce himself um, to these two strangers. And he's gonna, probably going to do it very quietly and just say, uh, myth monitor pretend that I'm saying all of this in an English accent. I don't think I can keep it up for the entire campaign, <laughs> but I'll try myth. sometimes. Uh, myth monitor. I can't even say his <laughs> accent. Nah. Gotta watch more Doctor okay. Who. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so yeah, he would just uh, like sh try to shake hands and say, uh, "Myth, um, good to meet you both. Bad circumstances, but I guess let's figure this out." Dee's gonna look very cold, coldly, and just very like. Not really in the moment, not really thinking, not wanting to be here, and just extends the hand, but doesn't really say anything. She's very cold right now in the in this situation. Mm -hmm. But courteous Domin enough to, to at least handshake. Yeah. Domina uh, reaches out her hand and says, Domina Darkstar, pleased to meet you. And she's actually feeling a bit excited since this was her destination and looks like a little adventure is afoot. Um, so she's a little more outgoing than she might normally be. And she also extends her hand to D as well. It's pleasure to meet you. D just nods and again also <laughs> shakes uh, Domino's hand. But again, not wanting to be here at all. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, I think Domino wanted to make a uh, like a C force or a telepathy or something like that. Okay, I have um, far seeing. Ooh, I, I have feel nine like for that, and then I have um, telepathy as a nine. Also, would it far seeing be good? For, yeah, far seeing is what you want to use. So, am I going to be rolling the d twenty for this whole game? Pretty, pretty much? much, yeah. yeah okay. absolutely. So much so, simpler than the d six. Okay, I it's one math equation. Yeah, so I have twenty four total. Okay, yeah, you kind of like reach out a little bit and you feel like the um the the land around you it's very bereft of life. Like there's spots here and there of like small herbivores, maybe something larger that feeds off of that, but this is not a live planet. Like this 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 moon is not teeming with existence, but far to the south, well, a walk a ways to the south, you definitely feel something like the resonance of the force something that you have um investigated and, and are familiar with so you know that your destination is down to the south um looking that way you can't really see anything but looking around there's no other like indication for anything else would be so like that's the only like direction that has been indicated to you by the force and what is she sensing again like it's I wouldn't say like it's as it smells like powerfully of the dark side, but it is definitely like something foresee. Like you like there's a, a nexus of where something powerful either passed through in the force or died in the force down to the south. Okay. So I could see how that would really interest Domina, but she might not want or feel that D and Myth would have any reason to go that way. Exactly. Well, myth and the uh, and the uh, slightly rude uh, 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 Rodarian, who's the unnamed Rodarian at this point. <laughs> so, I myth, think... you, 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 oh, go ahead. 
Oh, um, I think, uh, yeah, Myth wants to, like, take control of this situation and, and find a solution as soon as possible. Um, I don't know, could I make, like, an intelligence roll to see if he also, like, did any research beforehand Uh to see if he would know anything about this moon or, like, yeah, you can make it like just a general, like, untrained knowledge roll, so just roll and add your intelligence to it. Okay. Let's see. While this is all happening, Dee is just, uh, just cleaning her, uh, cause she, on her, on, on each hip, she has a blaster. Um, so she's just, just kind of letting the situation play out and just cleaning it off. Maybe, like, wiping off some grease or the, the scratches from the, the fall. entry point. Yeah. All right. And uh, that was the, a nineteen. Yeah. Nineteen. Okay. Um. Yeah. That's that's pretty damn good. Uh. You you remember like doing just a little bit of a uh, brief research, but you have a pretty good memory recall. So, um, again, like this moon is pretty much uninhabited, but you know it's pretty standard affairs for there. If you can't get like a um a blinker off that, you know, there might be like a, a small like you know research settlement or just a couple like you know. Uh, sensors here so if you could hunt down a sensor you might be able to signal for help um, mm-hmm. you know there's not much directly around you that you can see but there might be a way off of it if you uh you know get more towards like the equator like the kind of central like equator band you're not exactly you're pretty sure that's to the south um like a slight geolocator seems to indicate you're in the northern hemisphere of this kind of moon so maybe just going south might be a the best idea you can think of Okay. I think as soon as Myth, like, comes to this idea, he's gonna definitely say we're all adults here. Everyone can do what they want, but I think we need to go south. It just I've been around a long time. He definitely looks at Dee and sees, like, how young she is and everything and definitely has that idea of, like, I'm old so I know more than you do. Um, and looks, you know, at D and Domina and just says, no one has to follow me. There are survival kits in the escape pod, but I think I'm going to go south. Domina says, that sounds like a fine idea to me. I'm going to grab one of those survival kits and I'm going to head south as well. D stops cleaning her gun and actually points it at both Myth and Domina and says, the name's D. You think about crossing me, you'll be dead before you even beg for mercy. I'm coming along, but don't cross me. And then Myth, uh, yeah, tilts his head and says, fine by me. Good to meet you, D. Um, Domina just arches an eyebrow and looks at Myth. And then um, she just turns her back on D and like her cloak kind of kind of waves out behind her and she just starts marching south. D goes <laughs> D goes to be like really flashy and goes to like spin her pistol but then drops it and then quickly picks it up so it's not noticed. <laughs> All right, everyone had turned around awesome. so no one noticed. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Um you guys start making your uh, your way down uh to the south here. Um it like as you start walking and as you start uh kind of going through the the procedure you realize that the sun is starting to set it's not like 
imminent, but maybe in the next two hours you'll be losing um losing a uh, daylight here. Um, is anyone specifically like keeping trying to be in the front of the pa pack and just try to like trailblaze, make sure they're going the easiest way? Um, you know, Myth, I know you kind of like stepped up here, but you know, is this or like someone want to make a survival role or or something of that nature? Um, I can definitely make a survival role. I think Myth is, like, unless someone else, like, specifically stops him, I think he's going to try to take control here. Absolutely. So then go ahead and roll me survival. What's survival, Caleb? Uh, it's under wisdom. So I'll just let the person taking the helm roll that. Okay. That one was another 19. 19. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Are... You're... They're on it's point. Good start. It's a good start. Good start. I was about to say, let's, let's, let's see if this uh, bell curves out. You've been like trudging away for maybe about an hour or so now. And again, the sun, you can kind of, it, it's starting to like worry you a little bit because you don't really see much ahead of you. It's just the same like sandy dunes. If you look behind, you can barely make out where you, uh, the, the slight uh, smoke trail of where you're. Um, of where your skate pod went down, uh, but you keep tracking on. But uh, myth, as you've been tracking along, you, you know, you've been on a lot of different planets here, so you're pretty confident that nothing here is too can be too dangerous. But you do hear like uh, a, a slight yip and a bark off in the slight distance uh, there. Um, it doesn't. It seems like it's just one singular thing. But as you keep trucking along, as you get to like the apex of a. Um, of a, of a hill there you off like maybe you know uh kind of towards the edge of your vision there you see a um oh well, a little bit closer than that you see like a small dog looking creature kind of looks like a, a, a small to medium-sized wolf is kind of coming at you at a parallel pace oh okay um that definitely puts him on edge to some level and he warns uh d and domina and pulls out his blaster pistol, which is a uh, hold on. It's just a, a typical blaster just pistol. Just blaster remember pistol. If I, if I sprung and Domina reaches one. her hand out and rests her hand on his arm, and says, "Not so fast, soldier." And um, she'd like to reach out with the force to see if the wolf is really a danger to them. Hmm. Yeah, that would be a. Uh, there is. I feel like there's one specifically for animals here, and I wasn't there. Plant surge? Wow. Okay, there's a lot of just uh, random ones here. But yeah, maybe make like a, a effect, like an empathy or a... Um, she or has a, a telepathy feat. A telepathy or a... Um... Yeah, use a telepathy. Why don't you? Go ahead and give me a roll on that. Let me okay. pull that up here. Maybe to see if she can connect and link to the the animal. Wow! All right, I got a seven. We're getting some Ezra Bidger stuff up in here. Yeah, I was about I to wish. say. This is very I, rebels. I rolled a sixteen. I love, <laughs> I love the animals and beasts in the Star Wars stories. All right, well, I'll just go ahead and roll a wisdom save for it. Okay, it 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 it, it failed. Like you reach out with your the force, oh. and like it well, it filled it such heck. So you definitely feel it's a very simple creature. Like mm. it, it it it's it smelled something it wasn't familiar with, and you could tell as like like the thought is food, food, food. Mm. But as it you got a little closer, you can't reach out with your brain with your mind there and get 
uh, a slight hold of it as it as you can tell it you know you know, like not food and it kind of like understands and any like you like myth you see like the uh the wolf that was kind of making its way towards you can kind of turn and not necessarily go back the way it came, but can kind of cut a different corner back and away from you. So it definitely seems to have uh, lost interest in your party. Okay. I think as soon as myth realizes that he's going to look at Domina and just say, was that you? I didn't do anything. I forgot to mention Domina has a staff. It's oh, a, uh- um, Elegant wooden staff carved with like secret arcane symbols and um, along with her cape and her staff, she just keeps walking. God, Domino's got <laughs> like mad, like evil wizard vibes. <laughs> yeah, she... dude, for real. Yeah, yeah Myth is definitely on to you, Domino. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You put your hand on my shoulder and you were like, hold on. And then the wolf walked away. <laughs> <laughs> So myth is like not in not he has no qualms with uh force users. He's just he's just like, okay, there's something going on there that I'm not privy to. He's D just could, gonna put that in his back pocket. D could care less about what's happening. Perfect. <laughs> then yeah, yeah. Well like the uh the, the the party will keep journeying on and journeying on. Um you know, again, like the, the the sunset is starting to get a lot more impending. You know, it's just like a like a hand's breadth away from uh, from setting. You're not going again since you're going south. You're not going like directly into the um, into the path of the um, sun. So it's off to the side and it's not blinding you. But as it starts to go down into west, the shadows keep lengthening and darkening and it's harder to harder to see what's out in front of you all three of you are pretty sure you're making yourself towards like a larger like you know hill rise than the ones you've seen it's maybe like three times four times taller than these similar like hills dunes around yourself but again it's all just like camp a dark scraggly like loamy soil that's held together with these like thick um you know kind of uh fibrous uh grass stalks that are just jutting out every now and again um you've been journeying for a while now yet um now domina you've uh that went since you reached out with that um that little force uh there you're kind of been aware that there's been other animals like around you uh and as you start getting closer and closer you feel like um there's a, a a kind of a herd kind of like or a pack more converging like behind you not the animal if you sent away but ones of the exact same size so maybe a larger pack is like picked up your scent is now following you now mm. and while you can do did that with one you're qu- quite sure that you know the dozen or so animals behind you might be beyond even your powers of the uh, influence so dominus says to myth um you see any shelter? Don't you think we should find a safe place for the night? Do you have any ideas? I'm not very familiar with this area, but I do think we need to bed down soon. D, Dominus. any ideas? I'm quite good at uh, searching. I I can I can search. I mean, I don't, I'm not familiar. This is uh, the last place I want to be. I don't think you... we should split up, though. Because yeah. Domina, you know, turns to myth and, and Dee and says, there might be other creatures besides that wolf here. So we need to stick together. 
Well, can't you do your Jedi wizardry trickery? I am no Jedi. You sure I'm act a, like one? I'm you a sure look like one? Archaeology and the esoteric. I am not a Jedi. I am a scholar and professor. And I, I do sense dark energies here. And from my research, I think that the, it's very likely that there might be some some ancient dark civilization here, possibly. So I'm personally not keen in just hanging out here in the middle of the night with um, Lord knows or force knows what creatures are out and about. I think we need to start finding some shelter. And we've got That's a soldier here. And so let's make something happen. As if to punctuate that, you hear like off in the distance a loud uh, uh, yelping, you know, oh, off in the distance. Mm. What's the like terrain of this place again? Again, it's kind of like uh, almost like sand dunes. It's not, you're not walking on sand, but it's more like a thick like soil. But over like years or aeons, like the slight wind of atmosphere has kind of blown it up into these like slight ups and downs and hills is that you're pretty sure you're making yourself your way towards a fairly large hill in front of you but it's still mm -hmm. a little bit of a ways off mm, okay um so so uh d did you mention that you want to you might have been able to make like a search check or something there yes all right uh if you want to roll that go right ahead real quick please uh dirty 20 Nice, nice. Okay, um, the the three of you like kind of are like pre-doubling your efforts. You kind of go up uh, the next hill and are down at the valley. Uh, but as you come down, do you notice that there's like um that there's like a, a slight indentation in the uh, dirt itself? There mm -hmm. uh, looks like it's like slightly uh, leading down there, and it really sparks your curiosity. Maybe there's like a cave down there that you could find a uh, shelter in. D notices this and just says, "You two follow." And then just kind of starts making her way towards towards it, that the, entrance. All right, uh, um, it's kind of it's not really like an entrance in like the well, it, it's kind of in a, a sand in a kind of the edge of like a sand dune there. So the other two of you uh, follow behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, Domino's you, shoulders are pack and um, keeps walking. All right, as you get closer to the uh, to the entrance there to that little uh, divot that you saw, the you kind of look down and like start. Uh, looking at it, and you like the loam behind, underneath you starts to like you know, um, you know, sink beneath you just a little bit. Um, you turn around, and just as you're about to, to yell something to the uh, two people behind you, the entire ground that you've all been on starts to slip, slide, and then there's like a lurch, lurch, and then it just like a, a sudden like you know, almost like the bottom was literally pulled out from the all three of you. The uh, all three of you hurtle down uh, uh, into the uh, a dark cavern beneath you. Mm. Uh, I found I found a shelter. Exactly. <laughs> uh, go ahead and give ev everyone. Give me a, like a reflex saving throw. So you all did a uh, fortitude. Go ahead and give me a reflex. And that's just the d twenty. Yep, d twenty. Oh, and... I see. With the reflex, gotcha. Damn, I have a an six. Another dirty twenty. Nice, nice. Mine was a fourteen. Okay. Um. The the uh, both uh, D and Myth like you know you can't have, you know slide and then like you know uh, roll your shoulders back and kind of slide down the entire thing. Domina, you you can't have like are 
panic just a little bit, not too much, but as you like fall down, uh, you're not sure you, you kind of like, you know, flail your arms a little bit as you fall. And when you hit the ground, you kind of twist like your elbow a little bit. It's not much, but you do take three points of uh, vitality damage. So go ahead and mark off three points of that for your fall damage. The other two of you managed to survive no problem. The Sandy Loam kind of uh, broke your fall just a little bit, but you're pretty sure you fell like 20, 15 meters. You went down a pretty far way, but, you know, because you were sliding down for it and were in kind of a, with a bunch of dirt, it wasn't as bad. So the three of you kind of pop out and you're completely covered with this, um, with the soil here. Um, but as you kind of look up, you see just the faint rays of uh, sunshine kind of barely making it through to space here. So if you want to look uh, or see anything, you'll probably have to pull out a, a torch or something. Or I have flashlight. a glow rod. Perfect. I also have a glow rod. Two glow rods are pulled out and instantly click and activate as you find yourself in a fairly large chamber. It's probably probably like a 10 by 10 meter like you know circumference around you. Kind of in a side corner. So, you know, 30, 35 feet across. Um, there's, you know, uh, three large pillars in the middle of it. Um, and on the far side of it, you see a door that is, is still closed up. But most importantly of all, in the very middle of it, you see a large, it is a, uh, the floor is actually a glass, like Sith glass. It's, it's completely see-through. Um, as you step a little closer, uh, you see underneath there a uh, what looks like a tomb, a mummified body of a human female dressed in complete dark robes with red tattoos up and down her um, her body. She has long, her hair is long and braided with streaks of gray running through there. And even though she, you can tell that she is dead, you can tell that she has been mummified and her body is kind of desiccated and her sinks are, are sunken in, like... I feel like all three of you, like the normal reaction when you see something dead is to like recoil and, and kind of ugh and fear. But I feel like all three of you have been around dead bodies, either once you've caused or once you've unearthed that, you know, none of you really uh, react too much there. Mm -hmm. Dee just stares at Domina like she had something to do with this. Domina's thrilled and excited because this is absolutely fascinating. And um, she steps closer to take a better look. All right. Uh, the body itself is still, as I said, you know, slightly mummified, slightly desiccated. But you can see holding in her hand, she's holding a large, like, uh, like cylinder. It's kind of uh, opaque on it right in the middle. You can see, like, a, a very lazily swirling, like, green cloud, green gas in the middle of it. And she's just holding it with her two hands there. Um, there doesn't really appear to be any, like, way, any way to open it. It seems like there's a solid plane of glass that goes, as you realize, from one side of the chamber to the other. Like, she is, like, completely sealed in there. And whatever treasure she is, the uh, the Sith there is holding, uh, it is listed there. Uh, you do see a lot of arcane ancient Sith written around the side there. And unlike C-3PO from the Rise of Skywalker, I'm assuming you can read ancient Sith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Domina has trained in it. She knows she's not, I wouldn't say she's absolutely fluent in it because I'd say that it's a really difficult language, but she knows it somewhat. 
Yeah, you, there's an inscription like written all around like her, the uh, the body here, and even though you have to move your lips while you're reading it, you can clearly read out, um, you know, here lies Darth Litz, L I S T Z lists, um, you know, you know, Dark Lord of the Gas and Poison. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> Domina. Her, you know, and, and it, it, the conscription continues. Her final rest will only be uh, uh, disturbed by those who uh, track her works. Oh. <laughs> Can Dee just do a search in the area if there's anything like outstanding or anything out of the uh, norm or anything useful? And you, your last search really pushed this plot forward. So go ahead, do it. <laughs> well, well, he's doing wrong? that. Miss, what are you doing? Like, you know, Domina is like instantly like her attention is glued to the floor. She's like looking around and like you know, muttering to herself now. Um, so, Miss, what what do you do when you're in this sort of uh, situation? Um, I would like to make uh, to roll for listen to see uh, if there's anything that I can hear specifically. Oh uh, yeah, go ahead and make a listen check. D got a twenty one on search. And I got an 18 for listen. Perfect. Look at us in the rolls. The rolls are just... I know, dude. We're just on really it right good. Now. Yeah, sorry. I'm scared. I'm scared for down the road. <laughs> so, uh, that was a uh, 18 on listen, you said? Yes. All right. There's not really too much to hear. Like, the wind is blowing above you. Like, the you can tell that maybe some of the animals are getting a little closer but they still haven't like really approached too much like listening around as I said there's a far door on the opposite side that you can't get a little closer you don't really hear anything at all it seems dead silent on the opposite side of that door it looks like a pretty ornate like you know heavy steel heavy like steel stone door that you know it's you know, not sure how thick or hard it would be to get through but there might be a control panel still like it is as silent as a grave in here right now. All right, and then you got a 21 on that search again? Yeah, not a, not a 20, though, but yeah, 21. Oh, yeah, yeah, 20. All right, so you can have a look around. Uh, on, like, each one of the three pillars that I said are in around the middle that are supporting it have, like, various markings on it. Um, the, one of them has, like, a little uh, activation switch there that um, it seems to be attached to, like, a hollow projector. Eh, life's too short. D presses it. Beep. There's a, a, kind of a, a, a slight <laughs> shudder, a kind of a movement, and then through the uh, darkness, uh, like a sudden a bright flash of... There's that. So it, no, normally, you know, hollow projectors are nice and blue as you see like mm. a star map pull out. This is all red, of course, because, you know, Sith are all about that aesthetic there. A <laughs> big red star map shows up. Um, even someone who has a passing knowledge of astrogation knows that this map is woefully out of date, maybe a couple thousand years out of date. But there's a big uh, floating map there that has three points marked on it. Domina's head whips around and she strides over to the map and studies it. And she starts taking notes on her data pad. Perfect. Using your data pad, you should be able to get a snapshot of this. So once you're okay. uh, ready, you can take it to a uh, an astrogation droid or, you know, you know, or something like that who can like remap the uh, situation to figure out what these three planets are. 
And she looks over at Myth and says, do you have any idea where any of this is? I do have um, knowledge in military history. Mm, like that wouldn't really be flexible. Like it's you have to make an ash. Like if you have ranks in Astrogate, which is a, um, I think it's like, uh, like you can only really use it if you're trained in it. So if anyone has Astrogation or Astrogate okay, as a I skill, do, uh, oh, I do uh, uh, you can make a roll. Give me a second. Go ahead. Okay, let's see. That's the one I didn't put ranks in. I was like, I'm not gonna need to Astrogate. Oh, it's a 20, but um, I got a 17 plus 3. You love a dirty 20? Yeah. So dirty 20 is when you roll a 20. Well, when you roll a, get your total to 20, but don't actually roll it. A natural 20 is if you roll a 20 on your dice. Yeah, some people use the terminology for different ways, but a 20 is actually really good. Um, Like, it's been a while, but you pull out, like, you're the sort of person who's that prepared. So I'll just go ahead and give it to you. The three planets that are marked, uh, there's actually like the more you look into it, you, there's, you think there's actual like, there's like actual coordinates on there. So with my rundown coordinates, you can figure out exactly on the planet where they're at. But there are three planets. They are Duxon, the moon of Onderon, uh, the planet Hoth, and Malachor. <laughs> the moon of Alderon. Oh, uh, sorry, the moon of Onderon. Uh, Duxon is as one of the moons from Onderon. Okay. Hmm. So, Domina's just recording all this. Um, Domina, when 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 the myth lists out those three planets you know for a fact that duxon the uh, moon of onderon was once uh had a uh, prominent uh, uh a sith temple there that's been blocked off by the republic for jet for centuries and malachor mm. is a famous spot where um the the jedi and the sith had a very climactic battle okay. hoth doesn't ring any bells to you at all okay. though so Domina just shares this information with them, and um, she shares the information with Myth and Dee, kind of like she's teaching them as um, that comes to mind, as she realizes what these planets represent. So all three of you are now sitting in a chamber as the uh, hollow uh, projector starts to the flicker and then fade off just a little bit there. Domina's so, just wondering what it what it means, what it's indicating. She's not sure. D once again just uh, looks at Domina's like, "This is why you were here, wasn't it?" And why are you here, D? Wouldn't you like to know? I'm not supposed to be here. I didn't book yeah. a, uh, a trip to this moon. You're going to Cassio City? Sure I am. Me too. Was, either, anyway. Well, I'm Domino. staying here. I'm staying here and until um, I figure out what's going on. But you what all is are free to go you... without me. I don't know that we are at this point. And uh, Myth looks up at the sort of hole that they fell into to get 
to land in this tomb. It's uh, I said it's like fifteen ish twenty like meters up. It's it's a pretty like there's no way you can and it's just like in the the, the center of the uh, well in the side center. So there's not an easy way to climb up back out out of there. Hmm. I said now, there's a single uh, door on the far side. Now I'm not one to make accusations, but you're saying you're not a Jedi, but you're all kind of dark and creepy. So you're a Sith. You're a Sith. I'm not a Sith. I'm a scholar and I'm an archaeologist. I'm, I'm a scholar of the esoteric, the arcane. I'm a scholar of religious and spiritual systems within the galaxy that are more hidden and esoteric. I study hidden knowledge and I try to record it. I try to understand it so that the whole galaxy can learn from this and grow wiser and grow more knowledgeable. I have that's no a, evil intentions. I simply serve wisdom and knowledge. That, that's a lot of words just to say nerd. Can <laughs> you just say nerd? Can you just say what dark side you? nerd? You are uh, quite the upstart. If you were one of my students, girl, you wouldn't make it past day one. Myth that's the uh, point. physically puts himself between D and Domina. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a common uh, thing that I say throughout this campaign. <laughs> um, whatever the deal is, what whatever our reasons are for being here, D and I would both like to get to Casio City. And he looks back at D and looks for like maybe a head nod or something like that. D just looks for a second and nods. Yeah. But we're here now. There's definitely a Sith Lord entombed here. And I don't read Sith, but it seems like you do. And it, I just... This isn't where I thought I was going to be whenever I woke up this morning. Well, I do. This is phenomenal. I've never heard of this Sith Lord dark list. This is um someone new to me. Like you, you maybe have heard like a rumor or two of like the name here, but like there's you'd have to do like do some like pretty major research to actually figure out exactly what more they might have been doing there. Again, mm -hmm. the inscription doesn't really say too much, just that in order to unlock her final treasure, you have to you know mm -hmm. track down her works. Okay. All right. I have gotcha. an idea. I have, I have an idea, Domina. How about we help you, you know, we figure this all this out, get us all out of here, okay? But then we sell it and split the money. And I know some people who might be interested. You probably could if use some cash for all that nerdy stuff. If this goes anywhere, it goes into a museum. So that it can be... For money, you're saying. Credits. Although... Lots of credits. It actually goes to university because museums don't want these Sith artifacts. But my university, this could be studied for generations. So we're not selling it, D, for money. You don't want this to fall into the wrong hands anyway. But... That's all subjective. But I am with you as far as tracking down the key to open up this vault. And if you're actually willing to help, I will not refuse. Though this is completely out of character because I do prefer to work alone. So I don't know what I'm thinking. 
I don't know that any of us have the option to work alone at this point. It would be easier just to shoot y'all, but I'll 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 save that for later. I want to get this unlocked. We got to get this temple open, this this grave open and unlocked. Do you agree, D? Yeah. We all want out. Yeah. You want to go do your nerdy things? We, uh, Myth and I, we want to go to Casio. We want out. I don't disagree. Perfect. You seem Casio. to know like what's next, though. What's so? What's next? So once again, there's a um, the three temp the pillars that are holding up the uh, the camp roof. There are we're doing a pretty good job until you fell through it. Um, each pillar is, is slightly carved in a slightly different way. The more you kind of look around, you see that each one has a small, like, triangular indentation in each, and, like, a stone or a key would flots, go into it. Uh, but uh, the more you look around, the more you can tell that the key is definitely not in this chamber at all. The door in the back end does have a control panel on it, so it doesn't look like it's sealed or blocked off. So, you know, maybe the only way uh, out is through. Okay, so Domin is thinking that she's going to record as much information as she can. Mm -hmm. And then she turns to Myth and, and D and she says, why don't you all work on getting this door open so we can try to make our way to Cassio City. But in the meantime, and while you do that, I'm going to be recording as much information here as I can. I think we can handle that. All right. Uh, so, as I said, if you approach the door, as I said, it looks like a pretty standard, like, you know, pretty standard Sif Temple door there. There's a, like a little small control panel on the side there that you're pretty sure if you press that button, the door will open. Um, I think Myth is going to... So far, Myth is somewhat entranced by D and sees a lot of his younger self in her. So I think he's going to caution her and say, okay, there's an obvious answer here. Would the Sith give us an obvious answer to something? I really don't know that they would. So. Well, oh, uh, you're, I think you might be me a chair. I love meeting myself. Uh, D is, is definitely just, um, thinking it over, very tempted to press button. It's like, I don't really know the Sith, but uh, I I'll I'll take your word on this one. All right, I would like to do. Let's see. Uh, a search would probably be the most uh, appropriate skill. Okay, let me roll for search. Does this have like a system where I could assist and give an advantage? <laughs> Uh, not to that extreme, but okay. if you want to roll search yourself, you will both take those rolls. Cool, I'll do that. Okay, mine was a seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, yeah, you um, you 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 get your hands all up and down and around this thing there. Uh, D, what was your total? Thirteen. Okay, between the two of you, like you know, like D, you're, now you're starting to like really second guess yourself. But the more you look around, myth, like the more you're pretty certain, like I think it's just a control panel, like. There's nothing else here. There doesn't seem to be any, like, you know, holes where spikes would shoot out or, like, gas tubes or anything like that. You're 
pretty sure certain if you just press that button, the door might open. And so that's the only one that makes sense. Hmm. All right. I'm going to ask D to move away a few feet and I'm going to kind of brace myself against the, the door itself mm -hmm. and hit the button, but like then try to get back and kind of make myself small, which is very difficult as a, a six foot four Syrian man. Yeah. Push the button and like, you know, duck and covered there. There's yeah. a cab of like, yes. And then the door kind of clunks and slowly yeah, slides into the wall left and right. So there's a, it can't slides open. And in front of you, you see a, the, your glow rod illuminates a large, uh, maybe like 20 meter long chamber. And as you look down, there's a 10 meter drop beneath you as it's filled with giant pointy spikes. But as you press that button, like a, a retractable bridge comes out from your side underneath there and like, kind of slides all the 20 meters across to the far end and it kind of clunks and secures itself. Mm. I will say this. Once the uh, your eyes follow the uh, bridge as it goes to the far end there and your uh, light you know shines and, and, and picks up something shiny at the bottom of the pit uh, ways away. As you get a little closer, as you, you know, peer a little closer, you see uh, battle droids. B1 classic, just normal battle droids that have been impaled on the spikes beneath there. So this has captured Domina's attention and she says, okay, I'm done here. And she walks and she, she peers around myth and between D and she, um, she says, okay, let's go. All right. Myth is the definitely going to be like, The floor just opened in front of us, and there are spikes on the ground with with wasted battle droids in them. Well, don't fall off, then. <laughs> Please lead the way. <laughs> A confident Domina strides across the uh, the. Uh... The, the narrow bridge it's not like you know so much that you have to bounce but it's you know barely a meter across so you know it's definitely one wrong step in your uh you get shish kebab but as you cross to the far end there you see uh that the door in the the path leads like directly into like a door that has now been that uh wasn't hasn't slid, slid open but you notice has been recently well as far as you know, blown open like some heavy explosives were used to try to op open that door. As you see, like the doors have been blasted down onto the bottom thing there. Um, as I said, there's maybe a dozen or so battle droids just piled up underneath there, uh, completely impaled there. As you walk into it, it just leads into another room, um, uh, that has that is even worse off like there's carbon scoring all up and down the back wall in front of you as you can look as you step into this room it's about a, a 10 by 10 meter room as you look to your left and right and flanking the door that you just walked out of there's two ancient sith turrets you know with like three barrels that were uh trained on the door on the far side but They've recently been hit by high explosive, it looks like. You know, rockets have recently destroyed it. And on the back end, there's like probably 50, just like the corpses of 50, just random battle joints all strewn across the uh, back entrance there. Dominus says, um, what in the name of the force has happened here? This looks somewhat recent. 
It looks very recent. Do we... So the battle droids would... I mean, why would there be battle droids here? They fight with the separatists. What would they be doing here? Could I roll my military history? Yeah, knowledge? absolutely. No, okay. that's not, this, this actually seems appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Okay. It was a 10, and my military history is plus 7. So it's 17. Okay. 17. Okay. Um, this is a pretty classic tactic that battle droid like commanders like to use. Because here's the thing about battle droids. They're both cheap and dumb. So when you meet a problem that you don't understand, just send in a lot of battle droids. Like, either you'll figure something out and get some valuable information, or just by pure attrition, they'll uh, they'll solve the problem. And that seems to be what the issue, what, you know, in the previous room, they started sending in some battle droids, and they got impaled, so they either stopped or, you know, decided to step back and, and do uh, a slightly different tactic. In this room, it looks like there's two turrets that were guarding the store, so they just sent in a bunch of battle droids and just solved the problem that way. <laughs> like, okay. this, like... It just seems really, really cruel, but you've served under people that did this sort of thing, you know, mm -hmm. whether it was with battle droids or with just normal humans sometimes, normal sentience. Okay. You've been in you've been in brigades that worked this way before. Can I reach the turrets? Uh yeah, they're just on the opposite side there, but they've been really badly mangled by rocket fire. There's like nothing much left of them. Oh, okay. Um, but again, on the far end of the, the, on the opposite end of where you walked in, there's another door that has been, again, blasted open there. And you can see the remnants of a, a third room in there. I'd say Domino starts heading toward the third room. All right. Uh, this room is almost, uh, it's a little smaller than the room you just left with all the broken battle droids. Uh, but you see in the center of the room, was once where it looks like a, a, a like a shoulder length or you know plinth was at um there was a looks like some sort of board was put onto it but it has recently been uh like someone put a an explosive charge on the top of it and in the pillars like ruins you see a bunch of wires that looks like they've been hastily or you know haphazardly rewired together as you look around the rest of the room, you see off in a corner you pick up it looks like a small essentially a hollow chess piece but it's made out of actual marble here as you kind of look around, you see like a bunch of pieces that are just scattered all over the floor here. Looks like it's the remnants of some sort of like ancient puzzle or ancient like um you know thing. But the the, the previous um the the person decided to Gordian not the solution, just blow it open and just uh <laughs> rewire it the doors that way. Instead of figuring out the puzzle to open it, they just blew it open. Mm-hmm. And there's one more door in front of you that this one is actually closed, has not been dynamited uh, up yet, but there's just a, a closed door on the opposite end. But we can pretty much tell that the puzzle itself has like been destroyed past they, the they, point of of like reconstruction, essentially. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can D listen to the like put her uh, Rodian ear up to the, like, the door, essentially, and listen, or whatever, or get yeah, close to listen. Yeah, that is definitely a, that is a listen check, so go ahead and make a listen roll. She does not trust the situation that they are in. 
That is a 10. Um, the door is a little too thick to really f- hear anything through it, but you're pretty sure that like, there's nothing just on the opposite side of the door. If you open it, there shouldn't, there won't be anything directly there. Domina's not really sensing anything, and so she walks to the door and, um, is it open? It's locked or it's open? It's not locked. You should just be able to, to press a little switch and toggle switch and open it up. Okay. She opens it. Curiosity is one of her driving motivations and she opens it. All right. You open the door and what the three of you see is a very different side than what you what this these doors have led you to. This one actually opens up into a tiny like dugout tunnel. Maybe it's just like three meters deep because in front of you, you see a very large field. It looks like you're on top of or on the other side of that large hill that you saw off in the distance. Um, this is a staging area. It is a large uh, compound essentially uh, ringed with an electric fence. Um, so like electro fences. So like, you know, beams are going across it. Um, there's a few, um, you know, there's several like tents off in the corners here. Uh, and they look like they're made out of like a white material, like, you know, kind of, uh, inclusion tents. It looks like there's like a minor like operation going here. As you step a little closer, you see there's like half, like there's a couple of like two or three like starships that have been landed here. Most of them are droid operated, but there is one, uh, uh, personal fr- uh, freighter that's, uh, that's just been, uh, uh, that looks like it's just sit there with the, uh, landing dock down. But we're still hidden from all these things. Yeah, as you can, you no one else seems to have uh, noticed your self, your your uh, your passage right then at that point. So as you get a little closer, you can see off in the distance, like in the like on the left and right of you of the around the fence, there's like two little guard posts. As you peer a little closer, you see battle droids that are manning it, but they're all facing outwards, not inwards. Okay. Domino slips into the shadows. She doesn't want to be seen by any authorities. All right, that will be a stealth check. Uh, stealth, I think, is that the appropriate one? Um, is there a hide? Sorry, there hide is, is hide, the yeah. yeah, you want to make a hide check. Okay. Uh, Dee's also going to do the same God. if it's okay. Oh, yeah, I absolutely. Got a, got a yeah. one, but I have a six for hide, so that's a seven. Seven, total of seven. Okay, wow, that's, that's not terrible. It's not terrible, but it's not great. Sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, uh, Myth, are you going to be a little cautious here too? Is it possible for Myth to just like back, sort of back back into the room that we just came from, fully yeah, yeah, back yeah. into it? Yeah, okay. you can like back up, so like you don't have to necessarily hide. But the two of you, both uh, uh, D and Domina, are like creep forward a little bit closer. There's like a stack of crates right by the entrance that you both like, you know. Crawl, get a little closer to. Um, as I said, it, there's not like much in this space here. There's just, um, well, as I said, there's a stack of crates, but also next to it is a large gas, uh, uh, looks like a large gas uh, cylinder. It's about as tall as a, as a person. There's lots of warning labels all across it in various uh, languages. So Domina turns to Myth and says, what do you think they're doing here? Why would they be interested in this place? Um, can I hear uh, Domina from where I am? 
Uh, maybe a little. Uh, no, you 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 stay, stayed back there. So yeah, it's just Domina and D at the uh, right now. Okay. So oh, Domina okay. whispers to D, "What do you think's going on here? Whether it's whether it's Republic or Separatists, it's war's never good. That's the first smart thing you've said this whole trip. It's the first smart thing you've realized." <laughs> I said there doesn't seem to be too much track, uh, you know, you know, movement around here. But I said there, like, there's go the only way out of here is either through the two gates here, or I said there's a, a ship that's with their uh, with a dock, the docking ramp already lowered there. Can you as can you, you fly? Yeah, I'm a pilot. I don't normally fly ships that big. How about you? Nah, I'm I'm too young for that kind of thing. Too expensive. Still got, still got your learner's permit. <laughs> too expensive. I fly personal starships. I haven't flown a um, a freighter that big, but I I mean, if I had to, I could manage. Yeah, it's 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 a YT series, so you know, size of Millennium Falcon thing. Oh, okay. I think at this point, uh, Myth has been kind of sitting back in the other room thinking of ways to get out of this. And he's come to the conclusion that they absolutely don't have the manpower to, like, you know, blast their way out of this. So he is going to try to sneak onto the ship and take it. All right. And... Uh, make... Yeah, make make a hide check there if you want to. Like, you, so, yeah, check. go ahead. Okay. Yeah, go, you roll hide. Okay. I love this system because not only is there hide, but there's also move silently as its own yeah. separate skill. <laughs> that is so cool. Um, it was a twenty-one total. All right, a, you a nineteen with two. Yeah, you feel like real quiet as you sneak up to the other two. Uh, can't you all can't make eye contact with each other, and you can't you know point towards the uh, the freighter there as you um. As I think all of you can't realize that that might be the, uh, the your golden ticket out of there. All right, so yeah, as I'm going to just point and say it's been a while, but I've flown one of these things before. Right. If we can all make it on, I think we can get out of this. So as you and D like camp, uh, well, as all three of you camp, like sneak around the uh, the container there. Uh, I'm afraid that uh, Domina, that 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 low height check is finally going to catch up for you as you like, as you cross around, like you um, you like trip over like something a little bit, and you look down as it's uh, as it you see a discarded like droid head there. But um, once you do, um, you hear an alarm go off there, like a kind of a motion sensor alarm go off as like uh, various uh, klaxons begin to wail as you hear the droids. Oh no! What? 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 intruders as you uh as they that's uh, like a panic starts up to, uh, to kind of set in w among the droids there but again the uh the ship is a pretty um it's it's just a dash away so if you all run real quickly you should be able to make it there yep yeah i'm just gonna keep going okay uh, domina picks herself up and just runs all right um just swears filling out between behind all her right. everyone what is your defense uh, uh skill our defense uh number defense i have number. 10 and then i have class three and dex two. Oh, so that's a total of 15 okay 
Mine's also a total of 15. Wow. Okay. Am, am I including the... Uh, oh, yeah, it's 14. Never mind. It's 14. Four. Okay. Then all of you, as you start uh, rushing towards it, lucky for you guys, you, you got all the luck here. I couldn't roll above a six. So several blaster <laughs> shots begin to like ring out as these droids are making long-range pot shots like, fire, intruders, intruders, as they're starting to blast off at you. Uh, you all uh, mount the uh, the uh, ramp as, it, as you... Uh, you know, take the uh the steps out like three at a time as you all dash up there as the alarm suddenly be it gets to begins to get cut off as you hear a kind of voice cry out or call out over the intercom droids hold on droids surround that ship mm. as that and then uh as you uh you know climb into the uh the space there um if you've never ever been on a YT uh, shuttle, it camp all they all camp run together here, and then as a, uh, a a voice calls out, "Well, well, well, it isn't myth. Th thought you'd uh, answer one of my calls one of these days." Myth visibly cowers. Like um. As you as you kind of get to the uh, to the cockpit there, right in the middle there, you look off and uh, from one of the um, the uh, the tents, like a, a figure steps out of it. They're dressed in like full powered armor there. As they remove their tall cloned like helmet, as they takes off, as you see a fellow Syrian with them. Uh, this one maybe even looks a little older than than Myth, as he pulls out like a essentially a comm link communicator as he triggers it on and his voice echoes throughout. This isn't how I figured we'd meet, but I'm glad we finally did. You know, the reason the two of us got old, Myth, and so we could serve in this war. Myth is like on the floor. Like, having a panic attack, like, doesn't, no, nothing in him is like, I gotta get to the pilot seat and get out of here. It's just, like, inner panic and emotions that he has spent, like, a decade trying to process and push down coming all back up at once. This is the greatest moment of our existence for a thousand years, our kind has been languishing in this peace. But now we can finally be who we are supposed to be, Myth. Killers. Come on out of there. I know who you are. Join me and we can uh, you know, not only make money, but make the news. This is going to be, I'm working here sit with the confederacy so we can end this war well let me rephrase that he doesn't so that we can drag this war on for years and years and years the seeds of this conflict myth they're going to burn and grow for decades myth is like looking to Domina because some part of his brain remembers that she maybe mentioned that she knows how to pilot some ships and she's and he's just looking at her with like such desperation in his eyes and and thinking fly fly get us out of here and he doesn't even have like the wherewithal to like voice those thoughts but he's just 
like some in somehow pushing those thoughts toward her and like some part of his mind is also like maybe she's picking up on this through the force like he doesn't have a super understanding of how the force works but he literally doesn't have the physical ability to speak what he is trying to say right now domina feels his feels his energy very strongly she's standing pretty close to him is the gang plank up um uh, for the freighter or is it no. still down it's still down, uh, but okay. you know, you, you if you want to make a pilot check to try to start uh, readjusting things and trying to get this whole thing powered up there, now would be a time. Yeah. I'd say Dominus slams like the sensor to close the gangplank, and then she goes and sits into the pilot seat, starts looking to flip switches and stuff. So the pilot check, just roll the d20. Yep, that's it. Okay. God, it's a better than I've been rolling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Need a little ace here. 16. All right. Uh, was that a total or? That's my total. I don't right, have yeah. any pilot yeah. points. That's, so. that's perfect. Like, you know, okay. like you, the ship was like designed so it could be, um, you know, actually like turned on as you start flipping switches and, and getting it like booted up there. Like thankfully for like for more appropriate terms, like the uh, the keys were left in the ignition, like the uh, access codes were just like on a data, data pad right there. So you pull it up, um, you know, it's, it has the title of the, 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 of the ship, uh, the siren song. You know, you've never heard that. So you flip it up there real quick and start powering it on right now as this YT-2000 begins to rumble to life. And then um, Domina says to D, get him, everybody, um, strap in. D, get him strapped in. Um, with with that, though, D, you're in the camp at the back there. As you hear, like, the, the clanking has two battle, uh, B1 battle droids camp around the thing. And like, oh, and uh, oh, uh, that's my seat. Uh, as they kind of point at you and begin to pull out their things. So, D, don't you have two guns? I do. She does. She does. Now, are you going to be the sort of guy who like double, uh, double, you know, shoots twice that that uh, twice now because the, you you do have a drop on them right now? Yeah. So there is a, a clarification here. Just make sure I'm understanding this correctly. There's there, and then also good for the listeners as well. Is there a penalty for using? Because when I was reading it, is there a penalty for using both? Oh, you yes. Uh, do you yeah, have? I, the, I figured. Uh, do you have <laughs> the ambidextery ambidexterity feet? Not yet. <laughs> okay, then hang that's, on. That's There's, the goal. There is a literal double like page here in the combat yeah. section that is like, it's it's kind of like I do love this system. This was like the first one I mm-hmm. like ever read, but my lord, can it be a little? Um, it's chunky. It's it's pretty chunky here. So hang on, let me find the right table here. Like you'll be super inaccurate, but these probably have a low to hit sort of thing. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. If you want to attack with your offhand, I think it's like a negative eight penalty or something like that. <laughs> oh God, dude! What page uh, are you on? What are you looking under? Uh, combat. Hang on. There it is. Uh, weapon. Uh, our table eight dash three. Two weapon. Uh, penalties. So, uh, if you if you're doing nor if the if you're doing blaster pistol, then it's a negative four for your main hand and a negative eight for your offhand. <laughs> She, she, so above table, uh, D is very much, she wears both just as a sign of fear, but she's really okay. good at, at shooting one. Um, right. It's more, more for intimidation. Uh, right. She'll, well, she'll fire you, with one. <laughs> okay, you can draw both, but you fire with one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so go ahead and make an attack roll. Cool. 
Her intimidation is pretty high. Okay. And then I'm adding. I'm I'm doing because it's range, so it'll be uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so here. add your attack bonus to that. Yep. Okay, it's low, but you know these are just stupid droids. Uh, an eleven. Uh, oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, their defense is just nine, so yeah, that hits. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and roll me three d six damage. You bet. Um, let me get one more d six out. Uh, should have had three out, knowing that my blaster does three. Okay. That is going to be a 13 points of damage. All right. The one just like smokes and drops to the floor there. Um, now, now, myth, um, gunfire, does that rouse you at all? Or are you still a little catatonic? What? If you want, if you're not sure, you can make a wisdom saving or will saving throw. Uh, let's do a will saving throw. Yeah, I think ahead. it probably would be enough to like jar him back to reality, but, or at least like, I don't know. Make him, maybe not make him realize what situation he's in, but at least like wake him up a little bit. Absolutely. I'll do the will saving throw. Yeah, go ahead. You know, Domino, Ooh. you're like flipping switches and trying to as uh, the the as it begins to, like shudder and like you know get a little off the floor there. That was just a seven total, so maybe. Uh, not. No, unfortunately, you don't quite get that. As the battle joy now gets a turn, it's going to shoot at the at uh at D right there. Yeah, it, it misses terribly as it uh, as the blaster bolt uh like ricochets like well not like like explodes across like the front windshield in front of you, uh Domina. It's not enough to like shatter it, but it does definitely like, you know, cause you to flinch and like, you know, cuss probably as a blaster bolt rings by your ear. Uh D, if you want to take one more shot to try to uh, illuminate this uh Yes. This Absolutely. battle droid. Nope. That's a seven. All right, yeah, it uh, that that doesn't uh, do anything there, as it um, uh, McClunky. Exactly, it's uh, well, it's not doing much either. So I think the <laughs> like you take cover behind a blast shield as it tries to blast you, and kind of gets behind cover too. Like the hallway to in this to the thing is becoming a bit of a firefight now. As um, Gia, you're uh, our you know, Domino's like the, the ship camp uh, pitches up a little bit as you can blast forward a little bit. There's like a kind of a shuddering there as the um, as the comlink you know triggers once more time. If you don't want to be, sorry, let me find a voice again. If you don't want to be part of this great extermination project, that's fine. You'll just be a victim. You know which side you want to be on, Myth, because I found the right one. As it as he click as you all see in the distance, he click off the um the uh the the uh, local communicator and pull out like a comm link, a long range comm link. As he you know leans into it and starts talking to it. Whoop! Your uh, your silence there. Who leans into it? Who starts talking into the comm uh, link? The uh, the the e the enemy commander looks like he's okay. uh, calling in like either like air support or something because mm. there's a battle fleet still in a. Uh, and target there uh but uh with that uh d do you want to make one more shot against that battle droid there yes d is getting pissed d is everything is just pissing d off right now so she wants to just shoot this with all of her might <laughs> that would do it that's a 19 all right roll the damage let's hope that's enough to get take take out this tiny little b1 battle droid the comic relief no 
eight points of damage. That's enough to earn a comic relief as it <laughs> shatters and, and falls to pieces as you uh, rocket the uh, ship up into the uh, upper atmosphere here. Uh, but you know, between you and uh, the city there, there's still a, um, a Federation battle fleet. So um, who knows what your best uh, objective will be. But I feel like as you rock it out there, uh, this is a good uh, cliffhanger point. So while Myth is on the floor, D is like twirling her guns and for the first time, like lands to twirl, no problem. And Domina <laughs> is like, she's like, she is definitely blasting off into the unknown, but she's never had a lead this strong. You know, this is like, you've done some really good archaeology, but this is like, you're really feeling it right now. So not to put words in your mouth, but is she smiling? Yeah, she's smiling. She's smiling. Perfect. Mm -hmm. All right. So with that, we'll go ahead and put a, a cap in today's episode of Dice Wars as we our our players are in a real fun, interesting situation here. So um, as always, uh, that will do it for today's story. Please follow along at home and wait patiently for the next episode. Join us for our official discussions at discord.com slash And until then, until next week, may the force be with you.